could have kids Welcome to Kids Pod, a podcast where kids get to ask adults the questions they really want to know. Nothing is too rude to ask. You send in the questions and now adults will give kids the answers they want to hear. Mickey Pinkerton was enjoying a year overseas when COVID-19 hit. She and her husband chose to stay in France for a few months, but eventually they had to come home to Australia. They are healthy, but because of coronavirus rules, they had to live in a hotel for two weeks. Today on Kids Pod, Mickey is going to tell us what it was like. Hello, Kids Pod listeners. My name is Mickey Pinkerton, and in August 2019, my partner Stu and I decided to go on a long travel adventure to Europe. When we first heard about coronavirus in January, we were in Scotland and didn't worry too much about it. But by the time we arrived in France in early March, things were very different. Cafes and restaurants closed a few days later, and then a strict lockdown started on March 17. We were lucky we were staying with friends in France and decided to wait out the lockdown with them because we hoped to continue our travels once it was lifted. But then a family member back in Australia got very sick very suddenly, and so we flew home at the end of May. The trip home was pretty weird. Paris airport was deserted and there were only 20 people on the flight from Paris to Qatar. All the passengers had masks on and sat very far apart. The hostesses wore full hazmat suits with hoods, plastic gloves, goggles and masks for the whole flight, which must have been really hot for them. Qatar airport was much busier with lots of people getting connecting flights to somewhere else. And our next flight to Sydney had loads more people on it. There was less social distancing on that flight and only about half the people wore masks. We knew when we left France that we would have to quarantine in a hotel for 14 days as soon as we arrived in Sydney. The first people we saw once we got off the plane were nurses and doctors from New South Wales Health who took our temperature and asked if we had any COVID symptoms. After customs, the police and army took over and we all stood in the line while they marked our names off a list and put us on the buses going to the quarantine hotels. It was a bit like a strange school excursion. It was raining and late, but the police and army were very considerate and polite while they did their job. They were serious but friendly and it was really funny hearing so many Australian accents again. Then the bus took us to our hotel. It took about three hours from the plane landing to arriving at the hotel. There were quite a few families with kids who looked really tired after their long journeys. My name is Jasmine and I am nine. I would like to know, were you afraid that you may have had the virus? Absolutely, we were afraid. We spent two months in lockdown in France being really careful not to catch the virus, but to get home to Australia we had to take a train ride to Paris, taxis to the airport and then sit on the plane for 24 hours. We'd read in the news that some travellers were getting the virus while they were in airports, so we were really worried we might get it that way too. We wore masks the whole time on the train and the plane. We put hand sanitizer on our hands whenever we touched anything and washed our hands a lot. 
On the plane, we wiped down everything around our seats with disinfectant wipes before we sat down. So that's the window, the armrests, the seatbelt, the tray, and the in-flight entertainment screen. We really didn't want to get the virus because we wanted to see our sick family member back home in Australia as soon as possible. When you get to the hotel in Sydney, the New South Wales Health staff on site at the hotel called us every day to ask if we had any coronavirus symptoms. We were tested for the virus on day 10 of quarantine and we could only leave the hotel on day 14 if our test was negative. The test involves having a long cotton bud stuck up your nose for about 10 seconds. It hurts a bit, but it's definitely the right thing to do to help stop the spread of the virus. Luckily, our test was negative and we got to leave on day 14. What did you miss most about your house when you're in quarantine? The thing I missed most about home was being able to sit in the garden or going for a long walk in the park with our dog. One of our friends actually dropped off a pot plant and that was wonderful. It was so nice to have a bit of greenery in the room. One of the big surprises for us about quarantine was that we thought we would really miss fresh air and not being able to open a window. But in the end, it didn't bother us at all. Hi, my name is Sophie and I am eight years old. I'd like to know if it was boring staying in a hotel. <sighs> yep, it was pretty boring, but we were prepared. We had books to read and movies to watch. We had Sudoku and crossword books and a pack of cards. When you get to the hotel, they give you an information sheet and tips about how to pass the time, including having a routine and doing exercise. Exercise was hard in a small room, but every day I tried to walk for 40 minutes around the room in a loop while listening to a podcast. We also Skyped our friends and kids, read the news, that kind of stuff. Our hotel room had a view so we could watch what was going on down below. Now, in quarantine, your room isn't serviced. It's not like a normal hotel situation. And so we washed our own clothes and kept the room tidy ourselves, which was all fine. Our grown-up children all live in Sydney and they dropped off a box of goodies for us, along with some practical things that I'd asked for, like a bucket, clothes powder, some spray and wipe and a chucks. So even in quarantine, there were household chores to do. And for the record, the hotel did not run out of toilet paper. By the second week of quarantine, boredom had really set in and I stopped looking out the window so much because it was making me a bit sad about not being able to go outside. But really, we were well looked after and everyone at the hotel was very nice and understanding about the situation. So we have absolutely no complaints. I would like to know if you had to pay for your own food in quarantine. No, we didn't have to pay for our own food. The cost of the quarantine was paid for by the government and included the hotel room and three meals a day. The meals were delivered at a certain time every day. You'd hear a knock on the door and then you were allowed to open it to pick up the bag of food that had been left outside on the floor. We never saw the person who delivered the meals, but I yelled out thank you anyway. It was a surprise each day to discover what was for breakfast, lunch or dinner. The meals were fine. They were generally healthy and came with lots of fruit. Breakfast might be cereal or a muffin. Lunch could be a salad or soup with bread. Dinner might be curry with rice or chicken with roast veg. If you were still hungry after a meal, you could order food in via Uber Eats, but you paid for that yourself. We did this a few times when we had jet lag and were waking up hungry in the middle of the night. It's amazing what you can order at 2am in a big city. We treated ourselves to naughty Aussie fast foods that we'd missed while we were overseas, like kebabs and bacon and egg rolls. When the Uber Eats delivery person arrived at the hotel with our meals, they would hand the order to the army at the front door and then one of the army corporals would bring it up to our room. We also had friends drop food off to us. 
which is really great. Our kids brought our favourite snacks and coffee. Our friends Rob and Pip dropped off a delicious banana cake with cream cheese icing. I was pretty excited about that. And another friend, Sophie, she also sent the pot plant. She dropped off some lamingtons and an enormous chocolate frog, which was the best. Mmm, nom, 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 nom. Hi, my name is Harry and I am 10 years old. And my question is, what's it like having a police officer right in front of your building? Well, there wasn't just one police officer at the front of the building. There were actually more like 10 of them and there were around the same number of army people in uniform as well. When we arrived at the quarantine hotel, a policewoman came onto the bus and explained to us what was going to happen next and what to expect when we were in quarantine. Even though it was almost midnight and we were the seventh flight of people that they had processed that day, she was really calm and clear. She made us feel better about the whole situation. She also answered any questions we had. For example, you couldn't smoke in the hotel and there was a smoker on the bus and he asked if he could have one last cigarette outside before going into the hotel. The police lady let him do that and then found him some nicotine patches. Once we got off the bus, there was a row of police sitting in front of computers who checked our passports, took out details and flight number, and then an army person took each of us to our room with our bags. We didn't get a room key. I wasn't scared by the police and army presence, but it did make it really clear to all of the returning travellers that the government was taking the virus and quarantine very seriously. I'm sure it would have deterred people from trying to break the rules and get out. As well as all the army and police, there were also two security guards on each floor just watching our doors to make sure we didn't leave our rooms. Thanks for asking all these great questions, kids. I hope they've given you a bit of an idea of what hotel quarantine was like during coronavirus. Stay safe, be kind, and wash your hands lots. If you've enjoyed listening to this or any episode of Kids Pod, please vote for our podcast at the People's Choice Podcast Awards. Just go to podcastawards.com and search for Kids Pod under the Family and Kids category. Kids Pod was created by Amy Chan. Intro by Nikki Strauss. Cover up by Glenn Strauss. Special thanks to Mickey Pinkerton, Sophie, Harry and Jasmine. Send us your questions for future episodes. Contact us at amychan.com. We also ask that you please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes of Kids Pod. And to help other people to find us and spread the word, we would love it if you would give Kids Pod a five-star rating and share our link with your friends. This is Joshua Sandral. Thanks for listening. <laughs>